Hey folks, welcome to the WOW 101 podcast. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, today I'm very, very pleased to introduce you to uh, one of the most wonderful people I've ever met in my life, Rocky Chevalier Sr. And uh, we will be discussing many things, and I think that you will enjoy his insight into a world of things. And uh, Rocky, would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Rocky Chevalier. I run uh, a couple of YouTube pages. One is with my name, Rocky Chevalier Senior Playlists. And it's called that because in the playlist section, you'll find many different playlists available. Uh, Whatever fits your kind of need, because I upload a lot of um, video on council meetings. That's primarily what I upload. But then there's other videos where I will go and record police or rant or whatever. But then my other YouTube channel is for uh, FedEx and trucking specifically. See ya. Yeah. Uh, Rocky, uh, I got a, uh, a several questions came in from uh, uh, a couple of viewers that uh, are true believer Christians. Mm-hmm. And I let them know that you are the son of a preacher man. He still is a preacher man. Yeah. And you grew up in a religious family. And now what shocked them was when I told them that you were an atheist. And uh, man, oh man, I got six pages of questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem there. And uh, they did some research. So we want to make sure that uh, uh, if you would tell us how you got to where you are now in your belief system and how it helps you be a better you because you're a fine I mean you're one of the finest people I've ever met in my life mm-hmm. you're a true gentleman and yet when you walk in you announce your presence with authority fastball under the chin if you were a pitcher uh, but I've seen you with supervisors and people that were in an elevated position compared to the two of us at the time and you walk in and you take control of the situation you announce what your needs are you announce why you're there and you (laughs) announce when you'd like to leave (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I guess uh, my question is is uh, how did you get to your belief system now as a 40 year old man well, it isn't like something happened to make that happen, necessarily, per se. What happens is, with this, I think, this psychology in general, when you try to force a position on somebody, there's going to be some, some level of pushback on that, whether it's vaccines or whether it's whatever it is, right? Ford versus Chevy. Anything. It could be minuscule as, as something like that, but there's people who would die on that hill. So, uh, one part of that is, I'm the second born. In psychology, you can easily learn that second born children are the most rebellion. So, uh, one book that talks about that kind of thing uh, is Dr. Kevin Lehman. It's called the Birth Order Book. And so the Birth Order Book shows you what the characteristics that you'll find amongst the oldest child, middle children, youngest child. Youngest child being the most clowning, Middle children being the like moderators and arguers, lawyers are that way, and oldest children are leaders. 
not naturally, but somewhat forced upon them because they got to tell the younger brother and younger sister for 18 years, stop it, stop it, stop. So they make uh, good leaders, good bosses, good presidents. Most presidents, if not all, were, were firstborn children. So that's one. I'm the secondborn child. So I'm a natural rebellion. So, I, I, so that's that. So for 18 years, growing up in a Baptist household, being told all the time that atheists are devil worshippers and evil and that kind of thing, and having religion pushed down my throat, well, I wanted evidence. Because I don't want to... I have difficulty with words. One is the word belief. What does that mean? In essence, what it, sh what, what it should be recognized as is it is a way of looking at something without fully understanding. In that way, you could say that I believe in God. But if you look at it through the lens of a uh, more scientific in a way, I want evidence before I believe, then, you're gonna, then I'm going to say I'm an atheist because I don't believe in God. And that's all atheism is. It's not anti-God, right? Agnostic would be a position that you would you would take by saying, I don't know if God is real or not. Yeah, there's the question. Yeah. Where you're a firm believer, there is no God, until no, someone no, no, proves... No. No? I'm not okay. a firm believer. No. That is a massive misconception. Okay. Because it is not the atheist position that God is, is or is not real. It's just the atheist position is, I do not believe in that God that you speak of. That's all that is. It's no deeper than that. Now, if someone came and gave you proof that there is a God, you would no longer be an atheist. Is that correct? That's another difficult word to go with. You know what I mean? Because if, if say, let's take an example, for example. Let's say um, you have a friend and his name is John. I've never seen John, right? There's no cost to me to believe whether or not John is even real, right? The value to me is your relationship with other people because of John or the lack of because of John, right? Right. So it's, 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 it's not a problem, right? Believing that John is real because you talk about John all the time. Uh -huh. John is God in this, this, this scenario, right? <laughs> well, um, John could be real and John may not be real because you could legitimately believe, you could be imagining John, you see? Uh -huh. But see, with God, in order to believe, you have to follow certain tenets, according to the Bible. Now, ironically enough, there's more than 1,500 denominations of Christianity in this country alone, which is astounding, astounding. But they also not believe in the same God, including Muslims, right. same God. They just name him Allah, which means God. So it's all the same God, but I forget your original question, I was ranting. Oh, oh um. Uh, no, no, no. You took me uh, to a place I wanted you oh, to. Oh, you wanted it if you could show me proof. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, Somebody you know, comes. Right. And says, hey, here's God. Yeah. Like you meet like, like John. Yeah. You, you brought me John. Hey, here's John. Yeah. If, if now you're no longer an atheist. Right. right? When somebody brings you proof, mm -hmm. because that's what an atheist is just waiting for proof. Just waiting. They're not saying, there's no God. Right. And it's not even possible. They're right. saying, prove it. Yeah. And so, so let me answer that. So if you brought me John or brought me a proof of God, I, I would, would I believe? Is that the question? Yes. The answer is no. Oh, you still... Now, <laughs> now let me explain. I don't believe in things that are real. 
I don't believe your name is James Jones. I've seen your driver's license. I know it's James Jones. I don't believe it. I don't believe I'm sitting here right now on a podcast because it's real. It's presented to me as real. I don't believe in things that are real. I believe in th- you believe in things that are not real. Aliens or Bigfoot. Until it's presented to be real, then you're like, oh yeah, he's just right down the road. Very good. See, I told you. I told you. And see, my issue again was, was words and definitions. I'm a real fanatic with the words and definitions because the word belief is loaded as if to present it as real. And, and there's a difference between real and belief and truth. And I could go on about truth. But yeah. uh, Rocky, what amazed me is regardless of the country you were born into, you were born into the right religion. That's, That's ironic. How about that? Yeah. You know, if here neighboring Pakistan and uh, India, one Hindu, one Muslim. Mm-hmm. It just so happened they were born into the right. Uh, that's amazing. How, how about people like my father, right? Right? He has got 13 brothers and sisters. They do not share the same denomination. That is hilarious see. to me. Me and my brothers do not share the same beliefs on almost anything, political or religion. We got the same parents. Very good. Or do we got the same parents? Because our order, we don't have the same parents. The same reason why you don't share the same mom and dad with your siblings. Because as a parent, I don't treat my oldest kid the same way I treat my youngest kid. Exactly. Different parents. Yes, absolutely. And you got to break it down. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And, and you know, and you know, I love them all equally. No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> somebody's yeah. going yeah. One of them is just going to find a favor right. in you. Be more like you. Be more well, acceptable of you. I wouldn't say the word favorite because it singulars out a single way of viewing. Okay. It's a different kind of favorite. Yeah, I don't like pizza and beer equally the same. I like them differently the same. Uh-huh. And it's a weird word, weird, weird way of describing it, uh-huh. but it's not the same. It's just not. Very good. Okay, Rocky, I want to come back to this, okay? Mm-hmm. But uh, right now, uh, I want to tell you, uh, the little girl, uh, Greta Thunberg, kind of uh, inspired me to think, here I am in my 60s, and, you know, how can I reduce my carbon footprint? And it took me a whole lot of different ways in that I know that I'm not the factory belching out all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm not uh, Burger King or whoever is grilling and sending that up, and, and I'm not raising a thousand cows, you know? Right. Uh, if I did raise a cow, it would probably two or three you know right so that they would have company yeah um, my my point is that uh, the uh, climate uh, changes we've been through it is now at a critical point I believe and I'll see it before my life finishes should I have a few more years left I'll see that critical point where the Greenland iceberg will melt and fill our oceans. I think it'll happen in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Just seeing, you know, the way it's going right now. Right. Uh, I wanted to know your thoughts on our global crisis and and um, what we what we can do about it. What in your thoughts? What we as men, women, and children? How can we do things to make it better? In your viewpoint. And my viewpoint would be, a lot of the conversation is whether or not it's real, it's happening. There's a lot of people who deny it, right? It's politicized. And, and so, so 
in order to better understand their viewpoint is, is if you pay attention to the criticism. And it's important to pay attention to criticism of all kinds. Mm -hmm. And their criticism always ends in a question. Mm. So if you listen to the criticism, it's always a question. Well, if it's true, then what about this? Well, if it's true, then why did, was it Al Gore, someone had a snowball? Or, like, so? Let's admit there was a snowball. Still, you haven't criticized the 933 studies on climate change. Until you criticize those, because that's called science, and that's what we're supposed to do. Criticize the people who know the most, the ones who've done the studies. And they, it's, they produce them all the time, the, the, the uh, uh, Journal of Nature, whatever they call it. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, National Geographic, uh, yeah. um, The Atlantic, but like, The I'm, Guardian. No, there's articles. I'm talking about formal studies. And if you want to do like, if you want to jump in head first and go deep into the technicalities of that, you don't Google that. It's not available on Google. I don't know if you're aware of it, but you can go to, if you go to Google, for example, and you type in Google Scholar, and then you use that browser. Google Scholar is a browser for the people who are in the academic world. And Google Scholar, literally the name of it is Google Scholar, the, 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 um, the search engine, and then you type in climate change. And then you can read legitimate scientific articles on any given subject, whether it's STDs or climate change or whatever it is. Go there, read, criticize that. Then you have a point. Until then, you just have got all this political fuss, and that's all it is, political fuss. Uh, and um, the, uh, have you been vaccinated? Absolutely. Okay. And uh, now they politicized that and, and brought people into uh, uh, an uproar about it because when Mrs. Harris when they were trying to capture the presidency, someone asked her, will you take the vaccine? She said, not if Donald Trump's president. Right. Now, how could the vaccine be any different, whoever the president, but they made it right then. Mm -hmm. And now they're trying to make people think that they can force them to do something they don't want to do and of course right. they can't people will not do what they don't want to do right and uh but pay attention to what she says that's called criticism not as long as Donald Trump's president which is not a no it is not a no right so so but, which is it yes or no okay well i believe that the 80 million people uh Matter of fact, the, he's got more votes than any president in history, which amazes me. Mm -hmm. um, oh, did you see where the Arizona just found out the final results? Uh, yeah, he won Arizona, didn't he? By a larger number than what originally was posted. <laughs> see, I knew that Mr. Trump voted for him twice. I knew he was full of shit, but I liked that he wasn't of the Washington, D.C. ill. And But I know now that both Republican and Democrat, they represent a group of wealthy people. Yeah, they're that's, all corporatists. That's nothing about us. No. And I don't think that we can break the chain and elevate one of us mm -hmm. up there and not no longer. I mean, it's not possible. Right. It's always going to be somebody that is concerned about the 1%. Um, Mr. Biden raised corporate taxes to... 28% uh, up from the 17% that uh, Trump had, but when Obama was president, corporate tax was 28%. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, 
I don't know. They're, they're being bought and sold right in front of her eyes, and they're yeah. committing crime mm -hmm. right in front of her eyes on camera mm -hmm. and getting away with it. Yeah, absolutely, they're getting away with it. They do more in front of us than behind our backs, mm -hmm. but the story's always behind our back. Yeah. So that we don't have proof. See, that's where the, that's where media plays a role because they control narrative. And so, remember earlier when I was talking about like belief and truth. Truth has its own little subject. Let me let me talk about truth for a minute because truth is important. Very good. And I've learned this doing my own media with uh, uh, Crooksville News, my my own my own town, uh, and and my county news, Perry County Press. So when I go to council meetings. And I see the mayor, I see the council members, I see the solicitor and administrator, and I see the physical officer, and they're in the council meeting. Generally, I'm there either by myself or with the police chief, fire chief. It's nobody there, nobody from the, nobody from the public is there. It's just me. 2,500 people in my town, I'm the only one that shows up. I've seen, I've seen. And, okay, and so let's talk about truth. Truth, no matter if you agree or disagree, truth is what the government says. So the government says the sky is purple. The sky is purple, right? Right. Dead serious. The First Amendment gives us the privilege, because it can always be taken away, gives us the privilege, I thought the word, the word right goes back to privilege. That's where that comes from. So it's a privilege to have your First Amendment right. So if you're, you have the First Amendment to criticize the truth. The reason why I call it the truth is because it is the truth for an example. If I go on video here and I say James Jones is a massive murderer, I wouldn't trust him around nobody. Legally, you can sue me for defamation because who controls the truth? The government. But the government says he's a convicted mass murderer. But then I can go on video and you can't sue me. That's truth. Because the, because the government controls the truth. Now, with the truth being controlled by the government, right, the First Amendment allows the citizens to say whether or not the truth is right or wrong. Then we discuss what the truth is. I have uh, a couple of questions. On We'll start out with that Amendment 1. Let's see. Congress shall make no law respecting religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievance. The First Amendment applies only to government actions, not behavior by private employers, private companies, or private non-government individuals unless they acted in concert with government actors. The question, here's the question. Are all the private hospitals, doctors, uh, businesses over 101 employees, business owners that are following the mandates of President Biden, are they not following the First Amendment and can be charged with ignoring our First Amendment rights in a court of law? Can they be charged uh, if they don't follow that mandate of uh, forcing the people to be vaccinated? That's difficult because I don't know specifically how the Supreme Court has ruled the First Amendment and how it applies to private organizations like a hospital or whatever. Uh -huh. um, but again, the truth is controlled by the government. So if the government says you can be sued by not enforcing your employees, 
then you can be sued and you better enforce the the, the rule. And and that is why so many mm-hmm. have fallen in line and our employees have to be vaccinated. Right. Um, do all of FedEx employees have to be vaccinated? I'm not sure. Okay. But you I wouldn't be surprised. Right. And but you did it. You chose to follow the science. I wanted to be near people. I waited till June. I wanted to make sure all the old and the people that were their health system was compromised. I wanted to make sure they got theirs. Right. And uh, in June, I got both of mine, uh, Pfizer, and uh, from the Logan County uh, Board of Health. Right. And uh, so, uh, did I have a, an effect? The second shot, I didn't feel so good for a while. Yeah. Uh, not sure. I feel like shit the day after on both of them. <laughs> I mean, I was down. The first one, no effect at all. Wow. So I was kind of looking forward to the second one you did to get this over with. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I did not feel well a few minutes after I took it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, Rock. Thank you so much. Uh, hey, he's but just going to be honest. He's going to tell you exactly what he does know. I'm telling you, the, the truth is what controls. Absolutely. And again, you read the First Amendment, right? Yes, sir. Okay freedom to exercise your religion without any right pro or con exactly okay now why can't we start a religion anytime after 1951 I, 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 did, I did not know that the government will not recognize it because you're considered a cult if you do one exception do you want to hear the exception yes it's hilarious <laughs> the exception is um oh I forgot the name of it it's the one that is Primarily based in uh, Southern California and Scientology. Scientology. Scientology had had gained enough growth with uh, H.R. or Huber, whatever his name is, the guy who started it. Uh-huh. I've got his name. Uh-huh. And amongst the people who had joined Scientology were a lot of lawyers, a lot of active people. So they attacked the IRS immensely with overwhelmed them with letters, lawyer letters, lawsuits, you name it, until they folded. Once the IRS folded, they were recognized as a tax-free organization. That's the only exception since 1951. Explain that to me. That's a lot of power. And if you're not going to give religion any any pros, why is in God uh, we trust on my money? Not government money. That's my money. Why is that? Very good. You don't respect all religions. Not all religions have a God. Yeah. So why is God on my money? Very good. And that didn't start until uh, 53 or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not, wow. it's not been there for a long time. I, I did not know that. Okay. So, hey, good. Well, I'm going to throw a religious question at you. Oh, I love them. What is the origin of life? That's not a religious question. Religion tries to answer it. But... Let's say I know, right? Let's just say I know. Okay. It's still up to you to believe me. And let's say I don't know. We're in the same pocket. We're in the same position. So whether or not whether or not I know, explain to me why that's relevant. Because you have to believe it. Uh-huh. Unless you're going to conduct a study with me. Uh-huh. And, you know, I have no idea. Yeah. And it doesn't bother me. Uh, I'm happy to exist even mm-hmm. if this is simulated. Yeah. And so let me entertain. Let me entertain my own opposition, okay? Because <laughs> you have to look at both sides, right? Uh-huh. Let's say uh, we find out that Earth was just this ball of nothing, was hit with a meteor, meteor, uh, uh, comet, 
that had ice on it and then the ice melted and then organisms organisms growing from that you can still say God did that so there's no there's no answering that to get rid of God my objective is not to get rid of the God belief my objective is to get you to understand everybody understand what your belief is and belief is what you do when you don't know the answer and that's what belief is so just understand what you're doing I'm not saying it's wrong to believe just understand the truth behind what you're doing that's all it is like I believe I'm gonna be alive tomorrow so I'm gonna act in that behavior that's why also why I'm not religious because if you're gonna bring me a King James Version Bible or uh, the NIV or the Jehovah's Witness Bible I can show you where murder eating the flesh of your own your own children is in there Jeremiah 19:9. eat the flesh of your daughter eat the flesh of your son not the neighbors not because they're evil because God ordered it so don't tell me you get your morals from God because the, your description of God is written in this book that's called the Holy Bible that has 66 books in it and they're not very pleasant just open up Deuteronomy um, do you live according to what you believe I believe you just answered that no you don't no oh, oh elaborate I've got different I've got different uh, standards I'm, I'm a hypocrite just like anybody else yeah I can't I don't think I can name anything specifically because I, I you know I believe I do a good job believe do I know that no because I can't think of any anywhere I don't but that's just probably the, the ego or whatever protecting myself I, I don't I'm sh I know I screw up but how it's not something we pay attention to. That's, we don't criticize ourselves enough. And I'm guilty of that as well. Hey, I've, 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 I've yelled at my kids. I've struck my kids. You know, I've learned not to do that and instead sit down and talk. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm human. Well, I'll tell you this and what I do know about you. You do a good job in everything you do. You just deep dive, focused, uh, like no one I've ever met. And I love it. Um, Okay, this is a question you kind of uh, touched on. There wasn't a certain time when you chose your belief. There wasn't. Or the lack thereof, yeah. Or the lack of. Yeah. Uh, but there was no certain moment, some moment of enlightenment, hey, this is not true. This right. is not. There was no certain moment. I can tell you it was probably 2007. If there's going to be a time. I'm going to choose 2007. Now, was this when you were shot? No. Okay. Um, you may go through that story? Yes, please. I wasn't shot. I was just shot at. Okay. Okay. Um, in 2006, I started driving a truck. Uh, September 11th, ironically enough. It was my first day behind the wheel. My brother, ironically enough, was one year later, but regardless, right? So I started driving a truck in 2006, September 11th. My children's birthdays including my wife, all five fall within a 45-day period, roughly, something like that. So, and August hits, so we celebrate at the time, they were, let's see, 2006. Yeah, it was 2006. I had three kids at the time, I believe, because Redmond was born. I mean, he may have been uh, just been born. Anyway, they're all that same little time, or August, October kind of thing. So at the time they're so little, we just had all the birthdays at the same time, so we invite family over. And at the time, I didn't have any disagreements with my family. My aunts, uncles, dad, whatnot, you know. So they all came over. 
Well, my most adamant religious family member at the time was, and still is, my, my dad and my Aunt Kathy. So when we go to cut the cake, my aunt says, well, aren't you going to pray? I said, no. She said, oh, don't you believe in God? And I said, no. I didn't think it was a big deal. Was that the first time that you said it, announced to your family? Yeah. And they're all there at my house. Every one of them. Well, she blew that like a Karen, like out of proportion. You know what I mean? Like it's, what is it to you, right? But anyway, so that ended very badly. The kids, it Birthday was, and like a family trying not gathering. to be, trying to be selfish here. We're here, we're here for the kids. Uh-huh. Allow them to have their day, and then criticize me if you want to. So then my dad shows up. My aunt goes over to my dad. Oh, you're a boy's an atheist. And honestly, at the time, I really didn't know what an atheist even was. Because between the ages of like, you know, 18 to 25, religion wasn't even part of my psyche. You know what I mean? Because I just, I grew up, moved out of the house, whatever. So that happened. And it was a mess. It was one of them, it was, I wish that day never existed. Because my family just could not handle me not believing in God. How dare you? Since then, 2007 comes around. And my dad had already, had already given me a Bible to hit the road with. So I still have that Bible. King James and dad signed it. King James, you know, King James Virgin Bible. 2007 hits. And the threats. And the phone calls. And the threats. Which is just unreal. From family. From family. Specifically my family. So 2007 hits. I'm like, I have to better understand what I'm dealing with. So I read the Bible. Not the entire thing. My main course of study for me for from 2007 to 2013, I lived religion. I lived every minute. In that truck, I listened to podcasts specifically about religion. Specifically about religion. All the time. When I wasn't driving, I was reading that book. And I read specifically Genesis, Exodus, uh, Leviticus, Deuteronomy. That was my main. And then, forget the fifth book of, of uh, Old Testament there. Anyway, that was my first, the first four was like the main course of study. And I figured, well, if I'm ever going to talk to my dad, I'm going to study this for 10 years because he's a smart man. Turns out, not that smart, right? <laughs> he wasn't. I thought, so I thought preachers like just knew the Bible. They don't. They're like car salesmen. They'll tell you all the good parts. They won't tell you the bad parts. And then you're going to buy a hunk of junk. It's up to you to be educated, to go into that car salesman to find out what's wrong. Why is the tar uh, missing lug nut? Why is it got a missing stud? Why is, why is this? Why is that? Why does the oil have a bit of a water look to it? Why? So it's up to you to be educated in order to, to, to approach the topic. So 2007 hits and it got ugly in 2008. I mean ugly. And it's primarily my own fault, but in a way, is it but anyway, I'll take the blame for it, no problem. But you were just sharing what you had learned. I just did. So what I did was I started a Facebook page back then, and the name of it was King James Version Bible is Evil. <laughs> call it a judgment call. That's fine. Right? So <laughs> I ended up getting like a thousand followers pretty quick, and that's pretty good size numbers back in those days. <laughs> and all I never posted my opinion. Not one time did I post my opinion. I just posted Bible verses. And I quoted the verse. 
where it says kill kids, kill this person, murder that person. All this murder. Murder, mayhem, murder, mayhem. Right? That's all I did. But my name associated with it, so people knew who I was. And they just, how dare you? You're taking it out of context, out of context. But not one person would sit down like this and talk to him, except for my own father. And that's it. That's the only person that had a level head throughout all this stuff. But he really wanted to know how his son came to believe. The he way didn't care. He didn't care. Well, he sat down one-on-one, -on -one and he questioned. And, you know, why are you... Why do you think this way, Rocky? No, it never, he did not ask. No, that. didn't ask that. He didn't care. I'm telling you, he did not care. What he cared about was, uh, well, I'm not sure exactly what he cared about because there's 18 years of my childhood being forced in this stuff. It was rough, and I don't hate my dad. I love my dad. He calls me up. I'm going there today, helping him out. But because of those 18 years of what I consider torture, I returned a favor. So anytime I, any chance I had, I'd go to dad's house. And I would sit there and argue for three or four hours every day. Every day I could. And I would argue about everything I could. But it took me three years instead of ten. Because those three years, I had enough information to where I could question. My first question, and I still stand this today, Genesis chapter 4 and 5. Easiest thing to attack. And since then, my dad has gotten rid of Genesis out of his belief system. And my first question to my dad, and my, to anybody who wants to answer this question, the world was just created. You could argue nothing was on this world before it was created. And I think that's a fair understanding, right? God, first there's nothing. Yeah, first there's nothing. Chapter 4 hits. God creates Adam from the dirt. Is it fair to say that no one else is existing at that very moment of the creation of Adam? I think it's fair to say no one else exists. If that's true, yeah. if that's true, following this story, take the rib from Adam, make Eve. Okay? Is it, again, I'm going to repeat this question. Is it fair to say that there's no one else on the planet except for Adam and Eve? Just those two. Just yes. those two. Let's fast forward just a, just a smidge. Chapter 5. Adam and Eve have three kids, three boys, three sons. Cain kills Abel. Cain and Seth move away and get remarried chapter 5 who'd they get married to yes nobody else existed now I have talked to Bible scholars legitimate intelligent not intelligent educated another word I struggle with educated doesn't mean you're smart doesn't mean you're educated I, and my explanation there that was told to me was women were not important enough to be, to be spoken about in the Bible and that's who they got married to was unspoken females but where do they come from I don't know I asked my dad that question he lied the first time and his lie was that he, they got married to a different tribe I said who's the god of that tribe <laughs> since then yeah I've, we've been attacked I've, had, I've hired security guards to help my kids go from my house to the school bus stop the, the amount of security I have spent, <laughs> wish I could get that refund, <laughs> you know, because I started, I, I, we had bought security cameras in 2008, security cameras for the house in 2008, expensive to do such a thing, but what choice do we got? I had Nazi symbols sprayed out on my, on my property, on my, my shed, uh, I've got more than 200 bullet holes in the back of my house, still there today, 
you're welcome to come down and look at those motherfuckers anytime. I don't mean to, to curse a lot, but you're welcome to, I mean, they're, they're, they're there. And I've been attacked. I lost my, uh, my third house to a fire that was created by somebody in the family. I, uh, one year before that, I got a phone call and I was hundreds of miles from home. This, I might actually cry on this one. This, it was rough. Got a phone call. I don't know who it was. Still don't know who it is. Have an idea, but don't know. <laughs> Guy says, I'm going to go to your house. Take your time, bro. I'm going to go to your house. I'm going to burn it down. I don't want to sit there and watch your kids burn in the flames. They don't deserve to live. They were better off dead to be to then have a father as an atheist. Wow. Hung the phone up. And this is a believer. A, I can't say they're not a believer because God can you know allows murder. They're offended by your lack of belief. So this is a well. Belief. They're offended because of my King James Version Bible is evil. Facebook, my First Amendment right to express what I think about or or not like my thoughts. It was, it was posts of verses from the Bible. You know, Whew, that was a hard pill to swallow. So immediately I make a police report. I made many, which adds up to fucking nothing, you know, because they don't do nothing about it. They, they wait. They respond to a crime. They come after the crime. You know what I mean? That's what right. They can't, they can't. They can't just all of a sudden threaten you. I'm gonna go. You know what I mean? So that happened in 2013 or something. 14, 13, because that's when I, I deleted the Facebook page. It had gotten so bad to that point with gunshots and knives and people coming out with ball bats. Just pounded on the side of my house, waking us up. It, it was ugly. And so, my, my own family. And so, and then there was other people. I didn't know the other people. But anyway, that happens. 2013, my wife supported me up until that point. We can't have that kind of stuff. We can't. Well, sure. You know? And I'm like, she, yeah. She was scared to death. I'll delete the Facebook page. I'll call it, I'll call it an end. Delete the Facebook page. Get another phone call. Almost exactly one year later. I'm going to burn your house down. I'm going to make sure everybody's dead before I leave. Again, I'm hundreds of miles away. I'm not team driving. I'm soloing. It's going to take me two days to get home. I can't defend my own family. Thankfully, nothing happened again. 2015. It happened. September, or not September. March 17th, St. Patty's Day. I'm home on St. Patty's Day. Thank goodness I was home. So I'm home. And, uh, so, my houses, my primary house, my second house, my third house, is all neighboring each other. We're right next to each other, okay? My fourth house is across the highway half a mile away. So, we're, we're, my wife and I are preparing to go out for St. Patty's Day. Because we like to, we have friends, we go for St. Patty's Day. You know, wear green dance act silly so we're getting ready getting dressed up so my uh, my uh, nephew showed up and he says uh that's bike tires flat look okay we'll go to the other house because the other house is more like a at the time it was a man cave and then in the basement it was like a yeah, air pump little garagey you know what i mean uh -huh. so we go in the basement and i air up his tire 
as I'm exiting the uh, basement onto the, the main street, two cars had been sitting there. This is a glance, I'm like, okay. So, enjoy your day, Timmy. And Timmy never got a chance to leave. And these people jumped out of the car, running at us. Get out of here, get out of here, leave, leave, quickly, go, go. The house is already in fucking flames. I was in a basement. I'm under, you know what I mean? While it's on fire. While it's on fire. There's, smoke goes up. I, and I have a, I have a massive injury to where I can't smell, very rarely I can smell anything. And so we're in the basement, we had no indicator there was a fire, we didn't hear nothing, we didn't smell nothing. So we exit and the people will come up and leave, leave, leave the house on fire. So, leave. Well, he, I told him to get on down the road or whatever, so, because I'll do what I can to take care of the fire. I thought I could handle it. So I go around the house to the where the ground level is because it's on the hillside, whatever. So I try to enter the house from the main door. And it was just, you couldn't see your freaking nose if you wanted to. It was so thick. But you could tell it wasn't, um, a, a, you know, fully engulfed kind of thing. It was just mostly smoke from uh, the uh, futon that was on fire. I later found out. So I tried to go in there a few times and it was just absolute failure. Absolute failure. I, I didn't realize how bad smoke was get back outside and i my wife at that time she's there and I'm like call number one this is crazy so they finally showed up and they didn't um they they didn't have a determination how it started and i thought that they would you know not that it would help me either way i got insurance you know what i mean thankfully uh-huh. So the neighbor, she said that she had seen someone leave the house upstairs and go running. So we have that police report, which, again, didn't help us because there was no identification. So then, you know, a month later, the insurance guy comes down and we settle for 54000 I think it was something like that, $54,000. Don't get me wrong, we made out financially, except for the, the things that we lost that can't be replaced because it was my main cave. I mean, it was... Things that, you know, sentimental value, money would never place. Exactly. So, but financially we made out great because we even bought the house for $5,000 on a sheriff auction anyway. You know what I mean? And we just bought it a couple years before that because it was one of the houses that were lost during that uh, recession of the housing market, kind of, uh-huh. you know. So, financially we made out. But then we still got to do the cleanup and all the other stuff. So that was the last thing that's actually physically happened to us or the properties in regards to the religious and religious threats. Since then, I'm cautious to talk about it because I know my family. I know them well. And when you know when the media or someone talks about ISIS or the Taliban or you name the terrorist organization, I know these people. I know them well. They're my family. And that's the only difference is you change the religions. And if you... And I know how serious they are, too. They will die on that. Yeah, you know your blood. I mean, you yeah. know better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Wow. But since then, I've spoken to, uh, in friendly terms, my very aunt that this all started, not but twice, probably in the last 15 years. Um, and I've gotten support from some of my uncles since then. But at the time, I'm telling you, we were alone. And I mean alone. Because even her family was toxic. 
not with religion they never cared about that but they just didn't like me period well somebody developed a conscience because of that fire you know somebody was like oh my goodness they they could have lost you mm -hmm. regardless of how upset they are with how you believe yeah or what you think the, the thought of losing someone even if you know you've been very upset with them right you know it's like well, I don't want to lose him won't yeah. have anything to be angry at yeah exactly <laughs> so I'm thinking that was more of a message than it was you know me but uh, but uh, because you receive the phone calls when you're far away nothing can be worse no you are helpless you're on the other side of the country yeah and yeah I mean what well, you have to tell your wife. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so she she said, uh, Rocky, we got it. So you brought down that Facebook. Yeah, I deleted it. Uh -huh. Very good. Had to. Uh -huh. Again, never posted my opinion. Uh -huh. Not once ever. Never cared to. Uh -huh. I'm not defending anything. I'm just telling, what you, telling you what you believe. Wow. If you believe the, the, the Bible is the Word of God, and it is good, and you follow it, that's three big things. If that all fits you, then uh, why are you offended? Yeah, you I should just, be in a state of zen. You yeah. should, I'm happy with what I believe, so nothing, anyone else should, it shouldn't offend you, absolutely. Yeah. If you tell me, hey, Rocky, you got no teeth, call me Gumby. <laughs> okay, I agree with you. And that's what upsets a lot of people. I've been in a lot of arguments. And what upsets people the most, what I found was, is when you agree with them. It's astounding to me. I've got recorded phone calls. Even I posted one on TikTok, one on YouTube, where a guy called me up because he seen that video where I gave a cop middle finger. And he just couldn't get over the fact that how disrespectful that was. And why would you do that? And it's, I mean, you barely let me talk, but... Rocky, I was in the truck when you did it. And I was shocked. I mean, you don't know what an eye-opener that was for me in that I started seeing that they work for us. We're paying, you yeah. know, you don't, you look like, you know, you're, you have to follow their direction and, and well, it takes under, away all human. Right. You need to understand what, what the truth is. Again, truth is what the government says it is. And the government says this person here with the badge and the gun and the race car, right, that's their job is to law enforcement officer. You're an officer of the government, you're an agent of the government, and your job is to enforce what? The law, not your feelings, right? So as long as you don't, obey, as long as you don't disobey the law, you should have almost no interaction with them, right? Uh -huh. But when you do understand it's your employee, it doesn't make you elevated necessarily, right? But it's just understanding what the truth is. That's all that is. I don't hate cops. Yeah. I, here's another. Here's another thing I need to clarify. People misunderstand um, what I do for hate, right? Hate is what you express when you don't understand something. Okay? I hate James Jones. That son of a bitch, right? That's hate. Never take hate as offensive language, because it has no meaning. The reason why it has no meaning because there's no love behind it. For an example, if I criticize you. That means I love you and I'm paying attention to you, right? If I criticize the Bible, it's because I want it to be better. I'm making it better. I'm criticizing it. You criticize your children. Be a better person. Don't talk to your mom that way. If you hate, you son of a bitch, you motherfucker, what are you doing? That's hate. Criticize to make me better. 
Criticize to make God better. Criticize to make government better. You criticize. You don't hate. Stop hate. That's all it is. Criticism is love. It's just in a box where it seems like someone hates you. But understanding the difference in language between hate and criticism is something that is needs to be understood. Yeah. And I found out over the years that when I've had ill feelings towards someone because uh, maybe criticism, maybe just they let me know that they really did not like me, mm -hmm. that if I dwell on that, I'm allowing them into me. I'm allowing them their... Yeah, you're, their, you're validating their hate. And so I, I don't take it... It's, so not, it's not personal. Hatred it's is never so personal. Yeah. Yeah. They can make them. it personal. But they're, feeling, they're feeling it. It may give them cancer for hating me. Yeah. You know? Right. But, uh, yeah, and just don't allow them to get in you. Right. And see, and that's what happened with me in religion. Is they were hating. I was telling them what they believed. And I, I was just criticizing. You know, hey, guess what? You guys, you believe this? It's kind of weird. You're against homosexuals? It's twice in the Bible. Man can't marry with another man. Twice. That's an abomination. Twice. Nine times says you can't eat shrimp. <laughs> I mean, it says, you know, selfish. You know what I mean? But not specifically shrimp, but shrimp is a selfish. But uh, going back to Seth and Cain, yeah. I only see two men there. Yeah. I mean, you got Adam, and they're going to marry each other in incest, <laughs> and that's not going to work out well. They didn't work out with the royal family during the 14th and 15th century. <laughs> I mean, what do you get, like four generations and you all die off? I mean, it's not a, yeah. you can't start a planet that way, that's hard to understand, without yeah. intervention from God. I mean. <laughs> okay, Rock, but let me throw another one at you. Oh, is there a heaven? Is there a hell? That's her question. Well, again, words and definitions. You got to give me. You can say, well, generically, you know, is there a hell or heaven? You can say generically, and I'll try and attempt. But my question is, what define heaven and hell? You know what I mean? I don't know. And and each one of us has. A picture of what yeah. it would be like both of them what it would be like yeah you know immediately I picture and, and, fire immediately I picture blue skies right you know and you and, I, and you know you could argue that heaven and hell are the same place you know what I mean because one man's trash one man's trash another man's treasure yeah, right very good because heaven in the sense of the Christian viewpoint where you're with God and the angels as it were to me that would be hell it really genuinely would because I don't like I don't do well with authority all the time, and I don't like routine. I like a little bit of chaos sometimes, you know what I mean? I don't want to know what you're about to say. That's boring to me, you know what I mean? At the same time, do I want to burn forever and feel that? Like, no, but there's freedom and liberty. So, you know? It's your right to choose. I mean, it's, and, and again, okay, here, here's a concept. Swallow this one, everybody. I would argue, let's say God's real. Okay, let's, let me provide, give that. I'll say God's real. I'll say the devil is real. Answer me this. Riddle me, riddle me this, you know? 
the word, the term, the word, good and evil, good and bad, right, is based on the concept of its own opposition, right? For example, I'm drinking this tropical punch. It's a lemonade flavor, whatever. It's tropical punch. Anyway, I'm drinking this. I can say this is good. I can say that it is bad, right? But if it's the only liquid on the planet, I can't say that. There's nothing to compare it to. It is good compared to antifreeze. <laughs> right? It's bad compared to I enjoy smart water. Right? Okay. The point of that is, is to point out that everything has some semblance of good and some semblance of bad. There's no pure good or pure bad. It's impossible in my viewpoint. Another way to express that is one of the figures that we all know that is viewed by everybody that I've met who is bad or evil would be Hitler. Okay? I've never met anybody who argued that Hitler was a good guy. Except me. I am not pro-Hitler. Understand that. Number one. Number two, Hitler was a great guy. Wonderful person. He has no record of him abusing anybody around him. His wife, girlfriends, or anybody. Not a dangerous man to anybody. Right? He just simply had a viewpoint of hating Jews and black people. Are you your thoughts? No, you're not. You are the person who acts. If you don't act on those thoughts, what's wrong with that? Like you and I can have a discussion on how I should murder my ex-wife. I don't have an ex-wife, but let's just say for argument, right? We can ponder it, but until I do it, I'm not a bad guy. I just got some fucked up thoughts, <laughs> right? And even the uh, guy that goes into the theater and guns down all those people, yeah. like in uh, Aurora, Aurora. Yeah. Colorado, um, he ha had voices in his head. We all have voices in our heads, mm -hmm. but we just don't all act right, on them. Right. Do I think about killing people? Hell yeah. Yeah. I just don't act on them. Yeah, we all do, but we don't act on them. But once you, once you do the action, Okay, you're done. You're, you, you're not a good person. Yeah. yeah. Now, not, you, because you created or you did an evil act. Right. Now, that, that isn't to say that you don't have any good in you. Right. I'm sure you used a turn signal on the way there to murder them. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, there, there's something good. Like, uh, there's some subjects I can't talk about because of YouTube's terms and conditions, but because I like to bring up the most extreme examples of the good and evil, you know? Well, let's just say, I'll try to water this down some. Let's just say uh, you abuse children and you enjoy it, right? Scum of the earth. But when you're around your friends, you pay for dinner, you treat them with respect. So which are you? Are you good or evil? Well, you're not. You're both. Yes. And so I would argue when it comes to heaven and hell that where's the evil at in heaven? that balances out what is not antifreeze oh. and where is the good at in hell that makes it evil because there must be something um, to compare like Taoism right is the, the known to be like a Chinese religion where the, the yin yang is the symbol of Taoism uh -huh. and that represents the dynamic between good and evil that's why there's a white dot and the black portion and a, and a black dot and it's 
50 right. 50. yeah and there's a there's a there's a dot in one there's a dot in the other with the opposite color which means that there's good and evil in every dynamic you, there's no pure good and there's no pure evil an action can have a pure good or pure evil right but when you broaden that to a lifetime or broaden that to an, you know heaven or whatever there's no such thing as a pure good absolutely so that's my view that's my view on why it can't exist if, it, if your argument is that it's all good or whatever it's just can't be very good very good oh uh what if you were wrong <laughs> i'm wrong every day i don't know it won't bother you i'm not going to i'm not going to somewhere that's all evil so i'm pretty good there <laughs> uh, uh now this uh, this might this question might be below you, uh, but do morals and values arise from the material stuff of the universe? Material stuff. Yeah, morals okay. and values. You could argue that I'm a material stuff because I'm stardust over generations evolved into a living organism. So I, I guess maybe I don't know. Well, uh, and I think as men as mankind grew we were like well let's be nice to each other so we can live together and mm -hmm. so i think that's where the first morality was you know and that you have to be nice to your neighbor to I a certain point i don't know if i agree oh and i'll tell you that it's i think morals and ethics comes from our own individual experiences with the most important thing on the planet and I'll argue the most important thing on the planet is information, which you could talk about in a, in a more modern way with internet and Facebook and all the information that they gather on us, right? Information will force you to murder me. It will force me to murder you, given the proper information. So information will dictate our behavior, right? So if you find out, for example, and I've had to give this argument to my father, if uh, you find out, for example, I pushed an old elderly man down the stairs and crippled him, he died, whatever. Most people are going to see that and be like, oh, that son of a bitch Rocky. Why did he do that for? Right? right. But if the information never provided to you that he was up the stairs fondling my children, you would always look at me and go, oh, that son of a bitch Rocky. But if you don't have all the information, then you can't justify murder. Murder's not wrong. It is not. What is the information not given to the person to make a proper assessment is wrong. That's what's wrong. And you never know the truth until the government says it, and you never know what's right unless you're there to witness it. Absolutely. Very good, very good. Uh, and way to simplify a difficult... Always. No, I've <laughs> six years, I'm telling you. Oh. How does purpose itself arise in a purposeless universe? And she, here she's talking about your universe uh, being an atheist. There's no God, so it's purposeless. Well, you're, uh, I, I don't think she's looking uh, in the right direction here because I know you have purpose and I know you believe in purpose. But how does purpose itself arise in a purposeless universe? So she's looking at your universe as purposeless because you're an atheist. So do I have to create purpose, or does it not exist in the first place? Because if it doesn't exist in the first place, how then how could it be created? I think purpose is created, 
by our individual situations, right? For some people, their purpose is to put on a strap on a vest and blow up. That's their purpose. Other people is to do comedy, make people laugh. Other people to do medical procedures to make your family happy and to make you happy. I mean, what's purpose? I don't know. Depends. It's for everybody. It's different. No two people have the same viewpoint on that right there. The same way that no, no two people share the same thoughts about the Bible. Okay, now this is from the Christian friend again. Are you absolutely sure? Now this is after I announced that you were an atheist. Are you absolutely sure there is no God? If not, then is it not possible that there is a God? Remember the information? Give me information to say that he is real, then I'll go along with it. But uh, what was the question again specifically? Are you absolutely sure oh, there is no God? Listen, this is a set of plastic sunglasses. I am not 100% sure I'm even holding them right now. I am not. I'm dead serious. <laughs> this whole thing could be simulated, right? Yeah. We can when you break, down the, you, you break down atoms and, and protons, uh, science says you, you don't even touch when you do this. This is not contact. That's not contact. You can't touch. Anything can't be touched. Because when you break it down, you never come on contact. You feel it. Right? The feeling is not real. I can feel like these words coming from this guy over here is real. But is that guy real? Or is it not real? I'm not saying I know. I'm just telling you. I'm pretty sure we're all simulated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure of anything. Oh, now this is, uh, again, uh, it has to do with creativity, I think. Uh, would you agree that intellectually, oh, oh, no, no, intelligently designed things call for an intelligent designer of them. This is hilarious. I got a good one for you. <laughs> when this question is posed, it's loaded because the only examples you can give me are things that we know are intelligent designed. But the things that are not quote-unquote intelligent designed, we can't design them. Have you ever heard of a contractor that built a tree? Have you ever heard of a contractor to build a rock? How, how do you make water? Yeah, make water. <laughs> so when you won't tell me that I need to have like an explanation for intelligent design, don't name something that we know is intelligently designed. Very good. Because the things that we can't design are things that are not intelligent designed. So, mm -hmm. but what, we'll make entertain the argument, right? So, read the question again. Okay. Would you agree that, and I'm going to read part two of it too. Sure, yeah. Would you agree that intelligently designed things call for an intelligent designer of them? If so, and you did not, if so, this is part two, then would you agree that evidence for intelligent design in the universe would be evidence for a designer of the universe? Well, I would go back to my original statement. Intelligent designed is defined by an intelligent designer, right? So I would say yes. But show me that thing that's intelligent, not intelligent designed to explain how that was put there. But again, intelligent designed 
calls for an intelligent designer. Not necessarily. Because some dummies do create cool stuff. You know it. Absolutely. No, I don't mean I don't mean dummies derogatorily. But it's yeah. accidentally. Yeah. Accidentally. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I don't think any smart man ever sat down and said, I'm gonna make me a pair of shoes. No, he put some leather socks on and he said, Oh, I need to make these better one day. Um I'm not gonna this is below you. I'm not even gonna ask. Oh, uh, there ain't nothing below me. Would you agree with me? This is her, not me. Yeah. Uh, would you agree with me that just because we cannot see something with our eyes, such as our mind, gravity, magnetism, the wind, that does not mean it doesn't exist? That, that's that's below you. No, it doesn't. But, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It doesn't mean pro or con. Yeah. Uh, uh, Oh, so this is uh, the, where they were going. Would you also agree that just because we cannot see God with our eyes does not necessarily mean he doesn't exist? You're not saying... Oh, I, don't, I wouldn't expect it in the first place. I don't see climate change if I live in a hotel my entire life, but I can, I can, uh, I could, I could reason based on information, right, that's provided to me. Um, uh, but with the understanding that I'll never have all the information, you know what I mean? But with the information provided, I could argue, yeah, ABC is happening, therefore, maybe we should do something about it. Yeah. That's why, let me, let me give you an example uh, with psychology, because psychology is fascinating to me. So it's a subject that I dive into, right? So the reason why we diagnose somebody as schizophrenic or bipolar or whatever, right, is so that we have a method to deal with that problem. So first off is recognizing the problem, giving labeling it so that you categorize it, much like if AA, okay, I'm my name's Rocky, I'm an alcoholic, that kind of thing. So recognizing it, naming it, and then finding a way of treating it, in the same way. Yeah. Funny that you mentioned AA when it definitely came from uh, Christianity in the twelve steps, mm -hmm. which can apply to so many different things. Oh yeah. I've gone to AA meetings just out of curiosity because I, I don't have any types of drug or alcohol. I know that. Even in my family, I don't have that. So, uh -huh. yeah. But uh, those twelve steps can apply to most anything. Yeah. I, that's what I've. I've and what twelve steps is great at is breaking things down so that we could because a lot of a lot of people who attend those, and I don't, I don't know the numbers, but a lot of people who attend those uh, will have like an ADD type of either vibe or or the full blown. <laughs> And so if you tell someone with ADD, I need you to go start the car, right? Well, an ADD person that's legitimately ADD, they don't understand that concept. They're going to screw it up because they need you to say, go put your shoes on, open the door, go outside where the car's at, unlock it, start the car, come back inside. An example of that is any parent will know when you have a 12-year-old child, you soap and water when you're in the shower and then dry off with a towel. You can't just say go get a shower because they won't do it. Yeah, you need to break that down. Yeah, that's what twelve steps also great. Very at. good. And uh, Rock, uh, while we just uh, cruise through the AA, um, some of the brightest people in the world oh, yeah. are addicted. Mm -hmm. They have an addiction. I mean, I guess the whole damn planet, all of us, are addicted to sugar, a certain amount of salt, 
you know, we yeah. crave, we have an innate craving right. for, for that. So, but yeah, some of the brightest people in the world suffer terribly from addiction, right? Sex, drugs, whatever. Yeah, porn, you name it. Yeah. 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 Um, it takes if it takes an intelligent being to produce an encyclopedia then would it not also take an intelligent being to produce the equivalent of 1,000 sets of an encyclopedia full of information in the first one-celled animal? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, you have to define being in that, in that sense. <laughs> oh, even atheists such as Richard Dawkins acknowledge that amoebas have as much information in their DNA as 1,000 Encyclopedia Britannica's. Okay, yeah, I'm not. Gonna That's a different type of information. Yeah, that's not the same information. Yeah, you can know. You can be completely fluent in Spanish, and I can be fluent in, in 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 English, right? But that doesn't mean we have the same amount of knowledge on words, because it's not the same thing. Yeah. The information is totally different. You're comparing uh, literally apples oranges, and oranges. Yeah, that's a different. It's it's a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Rock, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm taking too much time here. No, you're fine. Uh, okay, oh, transgender. Yeah. Um, first of all, I would like to say that I don't think if you were born a male, you should be able to compete in a physical competition against females. I'd, I'd look at you the same as a woman beater. I mean, you know, because you were born with the testosterone and the skeletal uh, frame uh, that is so much denser than the females because she was designed for something else, mm -hmm. uh, by chance, uh, and I'm happy about that. Uh, but uh, where and why now, after all these years, and this is me, this isn't this, uh, why now? All the confusion. I uh, gotta have a special restroom. Um, where I think it, if I have a penis, I want to use a urinal. And I understand that female, but a transgender, regardless of which way they went, mm -hmm. why the special restroom, you know? And uh, uh, then uh, uh, there have been cases reported of men dressed like women going into women's restroom and raping women mm -hmm. and or physically you know uh, taking the person you know uh, we're born a certain way that transgender person that later identifies as a transgender it doesn't happen you know matter of fact if I could go back I would have uh, definitely suggested that everyone raise their children gay so you can get past that. <laughs> You're gay. Now go to bed, go to your gay bed and go to bed <laughs> to get past that. Because some of these uh, prejudices that we have now, mm -hmm. they were born a long time ago in a, in a different world by different men. Uh, that uh, were, go ahead. I would argue that prejudices are natural to all humans. Absolutely. And the reason why that is is to protect your tribe. See, anything that's different that's, that, that's normally in your tribe uh -huh. is a threat. Absolutely. 
no matter if it's, it's, it could be race, it could be a behavior, it could be anything, yeah. And we have to be, prejudice is prejudging. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have all the information, so I have to assume information, this. Information, again, it's all about information. I remember in the 80s, uh, going into the mall, and this was the, the cocaine 80s, and I remember we had to worry if that teenager had a gun. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if he bumped up against you, perhaps you should say, I'm sorry. Because yeah. he may have a gun. And that was the real and true situation. And so... Uh, Is there where I, you grew up at in Florida? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, but uh, always around the big cities. You know, yeah. you know, grew up on a farm. Always around the big cities. Uh, always. Uh, but uh, as a young adult in the 80s, I was born in 58. Um, I remember going into... Well, in this town here, and like there was uh, many, many, and also uh, spent a lot of time in Chicago. Uh, they all had guns. All those kids had guns. It was like the birth of the gangs and the east-west, the red and the blue, you know. Mm-hmm. And they all had guns. And they probably do now. It's just like, okay, I'm more relaxed about it. Right. But, you know, the news was, bom- and they still are bombing us. And you can see how that has become normal to a degree to where it's part of a subculture in that area. Yeah. Because the government says this isn't, this isn't allowed, cocaine, drugs, which should all be legalized, meth, everything should be legalized. Absolutely. And that way you can regulate it. Uh-huh. The problem is, is regulation. You can't regulate things that are illegal it can't be done. Uh-huh. So if you legalize it, at least you can regulate it, right? Right. So... For example, $15, we could go down to the store and buy a big old bottle of Jack. I could drink it by myself and be dead. That's legal. I can overdose on Jack. Absolutely. I can go down to the store for five bucks, buy a gallon of bleach. I can do that. But yet you're going to tell me I can't do meth. Right. I can't do heroin. I can get my, my penis tattooed. I can get it pierced. I can get a race car on a dirt track. I can climb rocks, cliffs thousands of feet it's not illegal not to have a, a harness or a rope not illegal i can do that but i can't do heroin it's my body my choice i don't i don't understand it very good it's called liberty and if you want to fight stupidity information give me the information oh it's dangerous to do that oh okay how much heroin should i have you think your local drug dealer, not regulated, is going to tell you the dosage or what's in it? Exactly. That's the alcohol. That's the problem with the alcohol and the prohibition. There's no regulation, so that means one cup of alcohol could have 15 percent. One cup could have five percent. Without the information, you will be the victim of that death when you consume the product. See, so we need information to fight things that are maybe not advised. And see, uh, with drugs being illegal, you have to count on your certain friendships that you've collected hey don't take his shit because yeah. it'll kill you you know and it allows children to buy it from adults because they're not carting the children exactly and if and it, so let's say it is regulated and your child goes down to the local establishment right uh-huh. well you can sue that establishment for selling your child you know heroin you can't sue your local drug dealer now uh-huh. you imagine that's hilarious Meanwhile, people die every day. What, 92 people die overdoses every day? That could be, it can't be stopped. 
right? Like they dramatically reduced. Just pay attention to the gun argument, right? Pro Second Amendment. I'm pro Second Amendment, right? NRA is an educational source that tells you what you should know so that you could inform yourself, arm yourself with the information so that you could properly and responsibly use your Second Amendment, right? So if you just go grab a gun without having the proper information, well, the bullet goes in here and it comes out there by doing this mechanism. If you don't understand how the mechanism works, just like a car, you will wreck yourself. Uh, and people shoot themselves all the time. That happens all the time. Okay, Rocky, uh, should uh, transgender be made to use restrooms, locker rooms of their born identity? That would be in our schools, you know. I can't say definitively, okay, but so don't hold me to this necessarily because information could change because there's things we need to know before we decide on such a thing, right? If you're going to talk about someone who shouldn't be around another someone, you need to understand the demographic and the risks involved, right? So if the risks are higher than uh, that we're willing to take, the answer would be no. But you have to ask why. Are you trying to avoid creeps and violence? The answer is probably yes. Okay. Um, so the question would change. Is that going to stop creeps and violence? Is a sign saying women only going to stop creeps and violence? Now, let's say it does, which is, that's hilarious. <laughs> Great. We should put women everywhere, right? But let's say, let's say that signs don't prevent people from carrying guns in the schools. Let's say signs, you know, don't prevent uh, creeps from entering the women's restroom. Let's say that's what happens. Okay, then what's your objection between anybody having that restroom? So, if the demographic is transgender people and they have a higher rate of violence, well, we need that information first. Because I can go to a female's restroom and I'm, I assure you, no one's going to be hurt. You know what I mean? Uh huh. But I'm not a creep. And also, have you ever been in a gas station? There's two restrooms. The men's taken. He's been in there too long. Nobody's in the women's. Yeah. Have you ever, I've ran in there. Yes. <laughs> yes. But but this, this... this I had no ill intent. Right. But I've heard uh, ladies talk about their concerns with this. And it isn't necessarily the creep vibe or necessarily uh, the violence or whatever, although that's part of it. From what I understand, it has to do with they're comfortable or not. And I would argue you're not comfortable with it because it's not part of the norm. Yes. So the problem is the first generation where this begins is going to be uncomfortable for all the ladies, which is how do you address that? So the word force or mandate would be my issue because it's tough. Wow. Need more information. And that's the key, more information. Information is key. Okay. Rock, you know so much about the law, and you've studied. Uh, um, I, want, I want you to uh, tell us how you feel about uh, the border situation, uh, the one and a half million that have come across. we got 18,000 U.S. border uh, people. Now, that's all of America, 18,000. And even if they were all standing down there when that one and a half million came across, mm -hmm. be slightly outnumbered. So, how do you feel 
this administration has handled this current crisis or anything they've done over the past eight months and well i'm not going to criticize any one person. administration oh or they all have done it equally to lead to this point well to just to keep it going i mean the best program so far has probably been under obama with a daca and that's probably the best program yet is daca um i don't know what the argument is pro or con for daca but my argument is when you have something that's out of control drugs overdoses, immigration. Uh, I know Republicans didn't like the word immigration because they're not immigrating, because mm -hmm. that's a legal term, meaning you're going through the legal process to become you know, a citizen. You know, you get a green card and go through immigration to check in to do applications, right? So let's just say you're being, you know, there's what they are is aliens. That's just the truth, because that's how the government identifies you as an alien if you're coming across, right? Because you're alienating the process of immigration. Mm -hmm. Can you stop it? Yes or no? And the answer is no, because if the answer is yes, then you, it's, it's solved, right? But it's not solved. So the answer is no, just like drugs. So what do you do about that? Well, you need to gain whatever control over that mechanism as much as possible. So what you need is, if you can't enforce that, right, then you need to get the other side to come to the table. We got the Taliban sitting with Donald Trump negotiating uh, Afghanistan. But we can't get these illegals. Why is that? But we haven't invited them with a with a negotiation tool. So gain control. Here's how you gain control. I give you some. I get some. I scratch your back. You scratch my back. A trade. So one of the ideas I would have would be, and I'm not saying this is the right idea. I'm not saying I even agree with it, but it's one that I have. So without, I'm not attaching myself to it. So. Let's say the president gets on TV and says, hey, you came here illegally. Nothing we can do about that because we can't track you down. We don't know who you are. So here we go. Here's my proposal to you. You go to your local BNB, you get an ID. Right? We give you an ID. This way, from the government's point of view, and America, from America's citizens' point of view, this will be a great game. Why? Because now you can ID somebody with an address, a name, and a photo. Weight, weight, height, body type, eye color, hair color. Now I can ID you in the event that you get into a car crash or murder my family. Information. That's information. Number one most important thing on the planet is information. If you don't have that ID, you are literally anonymous in the same way that people are anonymous on the internet. You can't track those people down. Exactly. Where they live at. I don't even know what state to begin at. I have no idea. So here it is. We will give you temporary status. Get your ID, get your driver's license, five years, no crime, citizenship. That's the incentive. If you're willing to do that, you're probably a good guy. We need incentive. And it must be a negotiating tool. I'm not saying that's the only plan. I have others. But that's one that seems friendly. You know, if you've been here for 30 years, you came across illegally 30 years ago, here's your incentive. But it must be acted upon probably by Congress and not the president. Because anything the president does can be reversed by the next president. So it needs to be rock solid. Rock solid. Much more than Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, which was reversed too. It's no longer mandated that you have insurance through the Affordable Care Act because of Trump. 
And I'm not taking a position pro or con, okay? I'm just saying it was reversed with one president. This action must be so concrete it can't be reversed by a president. That's a negotiating tool that guarantees our safety, security, and yours as well. And you know the melting pot that we are is why our country is great. As yeah. any, I, I can't think of another country in the world I'd rather be. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. You know, visit, yeah, sure. But to live and be a citizen, America, only for me. Yeah. And, uh, if, well, if you're not a, like a big Second Amendment guy to where you're going to use your gun on a regular basis, basis uh -huh. I would argue that America is not number one. It would be, for example, if you want to move somewhere easy to get to, Mexico. There's parts of Mexico where it's super friendly. Uh -huh. You ever look at retirement homes in, in Mexico? The price is... Astoundingly beautiful. And crime rate is Crime rate is nothing. White people retire there all the time. Uh -huh. That's the place to live at. Fuck mm. America. Uh-huh. But, but if you want your Second Amendment, or you can go there and do your Second Amendment illegally. I like having my guns. I do too. Um, it makes me feel comfortable. I and it's a way. great equalizer. Yes, it is. Especially when you have the, uh, for me, I got the wife at home. She needs to defend that, my castle, our Absolutely. castle. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I agree. I, I, and I've been to Mexico. I uh, mean, just the vacation let, me, let, me, let me reverse the question. Okay. What's your answer to the border crisis? Um, I think that, uh, like with the Haitians just recently, mm -hmm. they've been uh, given uh, a certain freedom of exile from, they left Haiti, mm -hmm. some of them five, ten years ago. Mm -hmm. Now, they've been living in South America and uh, several different countries in South America. Why now? I mean, why the explosion now? Mm -hmm. I mean, good golly, there had to be thirty to fifty thousand a total Haitian population, and they managed to work this out where they all converged from these seven or eight different countries yeah. at one time. What is behind that? See, there, that's the information you need to have before you say that's a good or bad decision. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not saying. Yeah. That good or bad but it's right. like how in the hell did they pull that off right and that they came from seven different countries where they've been living in for years right and treated as you know well we understand you're going through strife in your country so right yes you may stay here this was south of seven different yeah. south well can we also recognize that the problem that that occurs whether it be in venezuela or whether it be in cuba or whatever wherever is that is in part America's fault. Absolutely, because we have put our thumb yeah. on so many lesser countries or not as advanced. Venezuela is criticized for its socialism, and it's not working. Why is it not working? We won't, we won't stop the imports and exports there. We, we keep preventing them from having successful socialism. I'm not a socialist, but I am a socialist to a degree like all of us are. My co-driver, super right-wing Republican, right? But he's okay with socialism roads, socialism <laughs> police, socialism fire department. Uh -huh. He's okay with that. Oh, that's fine. Uh -huh. I'm like, okay, okay, all right. So you got your line there. Why is that different than my line? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm, I, you know, I don't identify as Democrat or Republican because both, both sides, they're both snakes. Same here. They're all corporatists. Yes. And so I try to gather as much information as I can in it. 
seems like I always end up voting wrong anyway. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's always the lesser of two evils. That's what it is. It's not, you know, two two great guys. (laughs) Golly, we're going to be fine as long as one of them. Nobody with a brain cell voted for Trump or Biden. I mean, with with the no. purpose with the purpose of that that being a great guy, you know. What I mean? hey, yeah, right. Yeah, uh, it was it was the lesser of two evils, yeah. uh, the two administrations, yeah. and uh, it felt okay. Like uh, Herschel Walker uh, is a, uh, one of my favorite football players, but that's not the reason why I like him. I if you ever hear him talk, mm-hmm. he has this gentleness about him, this beast of a man. Yeah, and uh, I know he outworked like you. You probably have outworked every teammate you've ever had. It's just in you. You just outwork people, and he had that same thing as a football player. And now he's running for representative uh, in Georgia. And his what? What do I like about him? I won't be able to vote for him. Citizen of Ohio. I trust him. Mm-hmm. I never trusted Trump. I never trusted Biden. But I had to, you know, I had to do this. Yeah. And, uh, let's, let's, let's touch on that again for one more time. Uh-huh. I, just, I just can't say it enough. The truth controlled by government. Okay? Mm-hmm. Is the government known to lie? <laughs> okay. So the truth can be a lie, right? Yes. So when the truth can be a lie sometimes, I'll say sometimes to be generous, okay? And then that truth is passed on to media. So when we call news, fake news, why? Well, we're blaming the messenger unless it's commentary, and commentary is entertainment. Right? Right. So we need to be careful who we blame. This is the argument that I have with a lot of Republicans is because they get their information. Information number one is key. Information from media. I won't even name the source. We know where it comes from. They believe it. The word believe. Again, it's something you don't know. Mm-hmm. So they believe it. Right out of the gate. Here's what they don't do. Whitehouse.gov. Read what Biden actually did. They don't do it. Never met one, one that did. That's where the news gets their information from. That's where I, when I do news in my hometown, that's where I get from. I go to Kirksville.com or .gov or whatever. I think it's .com actually. And then I go to Kirksville's website. I can read the council minutes. I, I, the, um, I forget her position, but uh, either the physical officer or the administrator or whomever, the Lacey is is the lady I talk to in my hometown, and I email her once a week, can you please send me the council uh, uh, recording, audio recording, from this date, 9-20-2021 was the, the latest one, and she'll email me the audio. I will then turn the audio into an advertisement for my AOK power washing and other uh, village and county information to help inform my own, my own, my own people, right? Um, and then I'll upload to YouTube, sometimes on Spotify, and then I'll share it on my Kirksville News Facebook page that has close to 2,100 people that follow me on there, right? So there, you don't get news. What you get is literally the conversation that council had about legislation. Now, it doesn't get viewed a lot but it does get, you know, 50 to a couple hundred views every week. If I have time, I will listen to that and I will write about it to break it down. And then I'll post it. And people enjoy that. What they don't enjoy is whenever I have my opinion. 
<laughs> and I've had my, I got strong opinions on a few subjects because I do believe in news being the way it should be, non-entertaining. Yes. Because I'm not making money on it. Right. I have no incentive anyway. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But I will criticize certain subjects that should never. When when I feel like you violate the Constitution, my opinion becomes something that matters all of a sudden. And I get criticized for it, and I've got no problem being criticized for it. It's mostly hate. I call it criticizing, but uh-huh. I try to view things through criticism. Uh-huh. That way I want to be a better person. But anyway, yeah. Um, you are satisfied with the Constitution and the way it was written? No. No. It's terrible. Uh, all men created equal at the time. Which is okay. It, let's say that's true, right? Because truth is deemed by, by government, mm-hmm. right? Then why do we have the 14th Amendment? Which reiterates, which reiterates equal rights for everybody. It's redundant. The 9th and 10th Amendment, redundant, overreach of power. Why is that? That's because we shouldn't trust our government because they like to overreach power. And they had to, you know, this wasn't enough. This wasn't enough, it yeah. seems, as they piled on the amendments. Yes. That's not enough. That's not enough. We have 27 currently. 27 amendments. To the original Constitution. Yeah. I'm the original the Bill of Rights. You have 10. Um, oh, this was the one on definitions. All definitions to the amendments, uh, 4th, 10th, 13th, 14th, uh, that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, no person no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury, except in cases arising in the land or naval forces or in the militia. When actual service in time. Uh, what's your question? And something to do with California taking people out of homes and put migrants in them. Okay, that's where I was going. Okay, there was a situation where homeless in California uh, were removed. And I don't even know if you know about this, but, and migrants were given that housing. And so, homeless out to the street, American citizens, and and Rocky, in one of my YouTube videos, I invited all homeless people to go down to that southern border because you get your free three squares and clean shower and some kind of shelter where yeah. you don't have to sleep in a tent. Right. I mean, we're giving it to people that aren't American citizens. Right, exactly. And so I said... It isn't like you got to provide ID to get it. <laughs> people are silly. <laughs> and uh, uh, the homeless situation, there was a half a million of them uh, prior to... Uh, this new administration some eight months ago and now I consider all of those people came across the border they don't have a home not a permanent home not Mm -hmm. you know they're homeless too so now we're really at two million homeless yeah but the truth is you don't get constitutional rights until you're on the land okay that's why for example um, uh, uh, Osama bin Laden 
was able to leave the country on 9-11. Because he had constitutional rights, because he wasn't charged with anything. So he was able to exercise his First Amendment right and leave freely. If you're, it doesn't matter if you're a citizen. You have constitutional rights in this country just by being here. People don't don't know that. I think. And I, I didn't know that. But well, even this though, is this is why we put terror. I don't want to call them terrorist. Suspected terrorist in Guantanamo, because that's one place. It's an American-controlled territory where we can legitimately not give them counsel rights, constitutional rights, and then torture them. And they've been there a long time. Yeah. I think we got like 61 still there or something like that, but yeah. That's the only reason why we were there. That's why we put Osama Bin Laden in the ocean after we murdered him. Because when they brought him to the States, we got legal issues. It's all about legal. Money controls it, legal controls it, information controls it. Um, over the past... Uh, well, since COVID-19, there's been a shift of some couple of trillion dollars that went to the upper 1% of our wealthiest. Yeah. And there's really only, you know, there's only like 5,000 uh, billionaires. Mm-hmm. I, until I did some research, I thought there was many of them i was surprised yeah. such a low number something you know a number that can fit in my small head right you know uh are you referring to the cares act where they transfer the most money to the wealthiest ever before yes a record amount of money yes now from what i understand that was and see that's where we we trust the wrong people we trust we entrusted these private institutions to distribute money to people who suffered covid losses through lack of employment did they do it? No. And then in, in 2008, um, I lost almost 15% of my 401k. Mm-hmm. And I think most every market, uh, every working man and woman uh, lost 10%. They just kind of skimmed 10% off the top. Mm-hmm. Now, then you had banks presidents that failed yeah. get $30 million bonuses. Yeah. And of course, then they laid off people that was down below them, you know. Yeah. And but it just seemed like in 2008 there needed to be an adjustment, and the upper one percent needed 10 percent of mine. And I think most every working man now it's come back, mm-hmm. but not not the original. That, well, your point is that doesn't make it right. It doesn't matter come back. It doesn't make it right. Yeah, that's your criticism of it. Yeah. Yeah, and th- again, the problem there is how do they how do they campaign? They hey. need money to campaign. They so gotta make the rich happy. Rocky, that was uh, around thirty thousand for me. No, doesn't sound like anything. It's dropping a bucket to the upper one percent. Mm-hmm. But that was earned money, planned yeah. earned money, and then uh, something else that bothers me is my earned income. It gets taxed. I put it in a savings account. That gets taxed, mm. and so I'll be honest with you. I try to give cash in most transactions, especially amongst my kind. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want them to get taxed again mm-hmm. on shit that's already been taxed twice that I know of. Right. You know, I earned it. It's taxed. I put it in the bank. It's taxed. Exactly. Are you shitting me? Yeah. 
why am I putting it in the bank? It's all and, and good, but I got to go with the system. Right. I can't get out of the system. I can't nope. escape it. Rocky, um, I always finish up with saying that all lives matter, especially yours, and um, our breath is our spirit. Our spirit is our breath. Uh, would you give us a moment of enlightenment uh, that you'd like to share with us? I would say be more kind. Um, understand you, you, you will never know enough, but you need to recognize that 10 years ago you made a lot of stupid decisions and so you don't want to repeat those to be patient and cautious and kind because in 10 more years you're going to think back on this day and be like oh, I shouldn't have done that so be careful judging those who are younger than you because every generation will complain about the, the other generation older and younger once upon a time you were the younger and eventually you're going to be the older you're going to be judged either way we should less we should pass less judgment on generations because we all work with what we got and what information we have we conduct our business yeah. not everybody was had a mom and dad not everybody had religious fanatics in their own family so <laughs> i'd say be more kind rocky Ch chevalier senior i love you i loved you since the day i met you i'll love you till the day i die <laughs> i just think you're one of the great men in my life and i've met many but I just adore you, and if you ever need anything, don't be afraid to ask. I just love the dickens out of you. <laughs> Folks, you met my hero, Rocky Chevalier Sr. I hope it was entertaining for you. I did the best I could. I'm not a professional. He is. <laughs> thank you, Rocky. Hey, thank you.